And we're back. We're on. <laughs> number 10. This is number 10. This is like, kind of crazy. Like you said, uh, double digits. Double digits. We have officially hit it. We've been we've been pretty consistency for, for I'd say. 10 weeks. I'd say. what, 10 weeks in a row? Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of the goal at first is just building consistency with it more than anything. Yeah. Trying to get comfortable around it. And trying to get around the shitty audio for the first <laughs> the six first, podcasts. Like five or six of them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess our predictions came through in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think we both got it right, did we? We said the Rams. We went, you said uh, the Rams. said the Rams. Harper, the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, you haven't seen all the memes, or I guess not memes, but the people show like, all the different penalties that the, the rest missed out on. And stuff I, like I actually haven't seen that. Yeah, they were showing the different holding penalties that were called and weren't called, were called and, and things like that. And, and in the last two minutes, they just let everything go. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really call anything all game. Yeah. And then the last two minutes, last of the two minutes penalties. they had like, what, four penalties? Four or five something. penalties? Something like that. In which I will say the, the penalty with the linebacker on Cooper Cup right there at like the five-yard line. I don't think that's a penalty. That's definitely not pass interference. But and a lot of people were kind of bitching about that, saying like, oh, you know, that's a bullshit call. But they also obviously got a big well, non-call yeah. at the face mask when they got the touchdown. Are you talking about Jalen yeah. Ramsey yeah. Jamar Chase? Yeah. Exactly. That was huge. <laughs> so, like, you can't really say like when you literally got a touchdown off of that. And then, and then come you back. That, yeah. you know, even though my heart is with the Bengals, like obviously I, I didn't think it was a pass interference call and I wanted the Bengals to win. But at the same time, you can't really complain when you really got Complain'd away with it. like a big bomb. You scored a touchdown on that Off drive, of that. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I saw something. Do you see there's a picture somebody took that they were saying that Joe Barrow would have had more time to throw in that fourth and was it fourth and one? About Jamar Chase being, Jamar wide, Chase being open. wide open. I think, like, think uh, Jalen Ramsey had like tripped uh, or something. He fell down or something, like right at the end. Yeah. Uh, no, I saw that and it was like if they had like what, two seconds, they like one second, two seconds left. Yeah, he, he had could, it. He had him um, wide open. I don't know if you've watched the replay on that last play though. I mean, Aaron mm-hmm. Donald literally got through the line and like snapped your fingers and he was past the line that dude is, is an animal. incredible how good that dude is man ridiculous ridiculous do you see him on the parade the shirt off dude he's for <laughs> that big of a dude that dude is huge for that big of a guy being like decently short i mean when it says like you see like oh my god guys like well like he's like in the season but, but like, I mean, still dude still that guy's a big dude with like big muscle boy. tone and everything i got mad like how much do you think that dude weighs Probably a good 270. 270, 275. pushing close to 300. And I mean, a good 275. And an athletic yeah. guy. Like, like, it's not like those fast guys. Fast jumps. Like, he's got it all. It's man. ridiculous. I saw <laughs> something earlier. I need to show you after we get off the podcast. They had the Super Bowl, uh, I guess, celebration in LA, right? And they have, mm-hmm. like, the uh, the stage that they're, all the players are on, like, get on the mic and they talk. They talk about it for a little bit. So, after everything was said, then there's a reporter or a photographer standing on the stage, and the stage is probably a good 10 feet high. And she's standing on that stage taking pictures of Matt Stafford and his wife, and she falls off the stage. And Matt Stafford kind of goes, oh, and, like, walks off. Doesn't even, like, look over the edge of the stage and, like, see if she's okay. She's like, oh, and, like, walks off. She turns the other way. And literally turns the opposite way and leaves. (laughs) That's rough. (laughs) I was like, jeez, Louise. I imagine. Oh, that's the Ixers right there. Yeah, crazy. No one helped her? Well, his wife was kind of, like, kind of put her hands on her face and then kind of ran over to the edge and, like, looked down. And I don't know if there was people. And Matt Stafford just walked off. And Matt Stafford literally (laughs) had his water bottle goes, oh, and turned and, like, took a drink of his water bottle and, like, walked off. She's like, I ain't dealing with that. He's like, I just want a Super Bowl. I ain't dealing with that. Exactly. And he, I didn't watch any of the videos. Apparently, he was pretty wasted. Oh, the thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, I imagine. I saw Tom Brady had tweeted, like, something to him, like, make sure you drink water. Water. Or drink water between oh, the drinks. Because you remember last year, he was, like, tossing the Lamborghini trophy. Over to the boat. And I was, I was like, oh, that's risky. That's yeah. risky. Yeah, so, 
Anyways, uh, and then we got the, I guess by the time we get this podcast out, which will be next Tuesday, got the Open. Got the Open coming up next week, too. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be pretty cool. Um, they're releasing the workout, what you say, at like 2 o'clock? 2 o'clock our time, which is a lot more, which is better for, at least for us on the coaching staff, that way we can get everything prepared oh, we get, like, for Friday. Ready, get all that ready we get the warmest ready and get you know, all the different variations ready and discuss if we need to change anything with the floor and, and whatnot, so... Uh, so if you guys are going to be listening to this and you guys want to know what the open workout is, I'm sure you can go either go to the, the games.cross.com website or their YouTube YouTube. Normally the page. YouTube gets out pretty quick. They can do the YouTube page and they'll do like a live announcement of like two of the Cross the Games athletes perform the workout and whatnot. They have some good athletes doing it. Mm-hmm. And so they'll do that on Thursday. It used to be on late Thursday nights. Late Thursday now they're doing like, I guess maybe, I think it has to do with more people like overseas, like Australia and things like that. That the reason why they're doing it earlier, like yeah. So they that way they have a, a, a better shot of getting it in. Um, but it's Thursday night two or Thursday afternoon two o'clock. I'm pretty positive two o'clock. Right yeah. Now. And then, um, so like for instance, earlier I was talking with Rachel, and she was so let's kind of get some things out of the way. It's like make sure so if you guys are not signed up for the open, you're like I'm not really about that. I'm just gonna kind of just want to do like me. That's fine. You guys can still come in Friday work on Fridays and still do the workouts. Yeah. So I don't want that to be a misconception. Like just because you're not doing the open, that means you yeah. can't do the workout. So just like we've been doing basically these past couple Fridays with the open workouts, it's basically the same general concept. The only thing that really changes for anybody is people who are signed up for the open because they have to do the workout a particular way and they have to have a judge. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing really different that's going to be happening that day. It might be a little bit more chaotic in the fact that we might have to run like two heats because somebody's doing these a judge. Then they might have to do like one person judges and then they switch and the and person switch switches them. Yeah. But that's the only thing that might change. If you guys are still si- not signed up for the open, you can still come in on Friday. It's just like a normal class and still do the workout in and structure it to you however you would. Mm-hmm. So don't make it don't don't think that you guys can't show up on Friday because you definitely can. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, so topic of, of the conversation today is kind of addressing what we feel is the coach's responsibility and then what's the athlete's responsibility. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of like a, a topic of conversation we talked about yesterday is that I think people can sometimes fall into this mindset of if I just pay a coach, then I just see the results. Like all your problems are going to be solved. It's solved, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and that's not always the case. I think some people pay a coach because obviously they don't know what to do and they want somebody to tell them what to do. And then three, the fact that if I'm spending more financially wise, compared to if I was just paying ten, fifteen dollars at a normal gym, if I'm more financially liable, I'm more likely to show up. Mm-hmm. But really. but I think more like sometimes people also fall into that boat of, well, I'm not seeing results because I hired you as a coach and they have a false narrative as to how much the coach can do to mm-hmm. agree. They and kind so of think we're like Jesus Christ. What's that? So they kind of think we're like Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> For some people they can think that, right? And and no doubt like there's definitely some good coaches and some bad coaches. Mm-hmm. But if if the reoccurring theme is you're jumping from coach to coach to coach or program 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 there's a common theme happening. Here. There's a common variable that's happening from program to program. And it's the personal responsibility of you as a person, mm-hmm. right? And so the coach's job, for the most part, is to provide all the instruction that they can, right? Basically carve the path for you to take, but ultimately you have to take the steps 
down you have to path. walk down that path. You have to walk down the path, yeah. right? We can't hold your hand every step of the way, right? Like there's definitely some points and times that the coach obviously intervenes to give you a little shove down that path. So this maybe you stop somewhere down that path. It's our job to a degree to keep you pushing you along, right? But I ultimately can't keep making you take the step day after day after day. Eventually at some point in time, that responsibility falls on the athlete's shoulder to say, I have to now take action, mm-hmm. right? Like the coach is giving me all the tools in the tool bag to see the results that I want, but ultimately I'm the one that has to use the tools, yeah. right? Like I can show you how to dig the hole. I can hand you the shovel. I can show you the technique on how to get the, get the hole in the least amount of time and most, what's the kind of word? Like, uh, trying to think of the word. Uh, God, I can't think of the word right now. I'm like, like not time-consuming type Not time-consuming. So, like, efficient. It's efficient. efficient. So, I can show you how to do it in the most efficient way possible. But, ultimately, I have to hand you the shovel and you have to do the work. Yeah. Right? Like, I can't do the work for you. And I think sometimes, like we talked about, is you can fall into that narrative of saying, okay, well, I just paid you now, so this, I should see the results. Yeah. And that's not the case. <laughs> and I feel like, how many people do you think probably think that? Uh... I think for the most part, there's a good amount of people here that understand that concept. I think here, I think here, I think a lot of people do understand that they have to kind of like do their part. Mm-hmm. I think for the most part, I think a good chunk of the people here understand that. I think, you know, more often than not, when we talk to somebody who maybe hasn't been here a while or, you know, maybe we notice isn't themselves or kind of slacking mm-hmm. in effort, you have that conversation you know, then from there, they kind of say, I know I just need to get my shit together, right? They don't blame you as a coach. Yeah. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're not the problem, right? I know what I need to do. Like, I've been slacking. No, like, I just, I have me. to do it, yeah. right? But I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know somebody, and we've seen it plenty of times for people who initially sign up who fizzle out very, very quickly, mm-hmm. is this false narrative of, now, now you're going to just... I'm just to get the results now. Like, why didn't I lose 30 pounds in this month? Exactly. Yeah. Right? It's not me that's a problem. It's the program that's the problem. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's only so much, like, I, keep, I don't want to repeat myself over and over and over again, but there's only so much, you know, coach can provide for you, right? Like, we're going to provide everything for you in the way of instruction of warm-up, workout, you know, how to progress you safely and effectively and give you a push in the way of, okay, it's time for you to go a little harder. Yeah. Right? Or even to the degree, like, you need to rein it back some because we know you're going to eventually hit the wall and wreck yourself and you're going to put a ceiling on yourself. And I find it here when it comes to working out, people do a pretty good job of, of knowing that and understanding that concept mm-hmm. and understanding what that coach is there for. I think the biggest thing now that I see the hardest time with people is obviously on the nutrition side of things. Yeah, like not in the gym. Not right. in the gym, right? And that's and that's the hardest part about nutrition coaching is when you're here at the gym and you're inside these walls, it's very easy to say, okay, you're here, you're not here. You can see the effort being put in or not the effort being put in. When it comes to nutrition, once you leave these four walls... No one's watching you. Nobody's watching you anymore, yeah. right? Now you have your own free will to... Nobody holds you accountable to a degree, right? You can you know fudge things, make it look like you're doing everything you could be doing, but in all actuality, you probably know you're not suspect. Like, you're probably not doing everything you could in your in your power. And that's the more hard part for, for people I think now is the nutrition aspect of it. Mm-hmm. 
we live in that society of where different things like people, there's so much information when it comes to nutrition that people think like, okay, they jump from the nutrition program, the nutrition program, right? Like this is going to be the thing that takes me over. This is going to be the thing that takes me over. And that there's a special type of recipe to getting the body that they want. And we keep kind of repeating ourselves when it comes to nutrition is that nutrition isn't overly complicated. Yeah. There's some nuances, things here and there, but for the most part, it's pretty simple but it's not easy, yeah. right? Nobody wants to keep hearing the same things of be consistent with your calories, be consistent with your protein intake, and make sure you have proper portions and do that day after day after day. People want to blame it on, well, I just have a, a bad metabolism or it's it's carbs that are the problem or, you know, I have, it's, I got to do intermittent fasting because that's the only thing that, that works or yeah. whatever it may be. And They're trying to find a way out kind of deal. They're trying, yeah, exactly. They're trying to find a reason as to why it's not working for them, right? And like there are some times to, to pivot and things like that, but ultimately to a degree you have to understand that it's it's your personal responsibility and there's millions of different programs out there when it comes to nutrition, right? They each claim that there's this special recipe to, you know, seeing the body that you want. In all actuality, it's just a matter of doing very simple things very consistently, consistently. right? And I think that's, that, I think that's more of the common fault that I see now is that people understand the effort that you put into the gym. It's more the consistency aspect of the nutrition that their personal responsibility, people have a hard time dealing with, dealing with. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, nutrition is probably way harder than coming to the gym. In my it's a for sure like, staying consistently with it. I mean, it's, you, you have to work just as much as you have to do in the gym, I probably feel like. Nutrition's way harder. Like I tell people, you can't take a day off from nutrition. Yeah. You can take a day off from the gym, right? You can still see really good results coming to the gym four to six times a week mm-hmm. and see really good results that way. You can't be three or four times a day on your on your nutrition and then be it's three or four results. really bad days at nutrition and, and expect to see dramatic results, right? You might see some subtle changes here and there, but you're not going to see the results maybe that you want to see otherwise. Mm-hmm. And it's... 365 days a year all the time. Yeah. There's always food around. And people have a hard time coping with the fact that, you know, it, it all falls on your shoulders. And people want to sometimes say there's an X and Y and Z reasons as to, you know, why they're not seeing the results they want, right? And, and it's, it's like that with, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to single anybody like here. It's, it's just like that for everything, yeah. right? For every individual person, there's a reason why they can't, lose weight or there's a reason why they can't gain muscle and like they're some like they're a special case scenario and the likelihood of you being that special case scenario is a 99% chance not the case right it's more like you're gonna have to accept personal responsibility of this situation and that this is gonna take some time and diligent effort and I know that's not something people want to hear but something that you have to hear hear. right and that that falls on you like all I can do is say hey these are things I recommend for you to do and it's your job to have to go implement that. Yeah. And I think people want, like I said, want those excuses as to why they can't see the results they want. You think people look for those excuses more than they actually try? Uh, or do you think, like, do you think people try for like their week to two weeks and then once it starts going south, do you think they try to find that way out? Or do you think it just kind of happens? A little bit of both. I think people will, you know, give some things a chance for a couple of weeks and when things start getting tough or tough. You know, hard, you know, then 
you start kind of falling off the wagon. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you start compromising. So one compromise leads to another compromise and another compromise. And eventually you kind of hit that roadblock where either A, you don't lose weight or you gain the weight back or like that. And then it wasn't you, it was the system that yeah. you were on. And that's that repetitive cycle. So then they take a break from that. They're like, well, that didn't work. And they go, you know, four, six, eight months a year. So they're motivated again to jump on something else. And it's like, okay, well, now I'm going to try this particular this program, program, right? Now, this program is what's going to get me over the over the hump. It's a repeating cycle. And it's a repeating cycle over and over and over again. And like we said before, there's a common denominator from program to program to program, and that's you mm-hmm. as a person, right? I'm not saying that any of these programs can't work, but the likelihood of you sticking with them long term is not very high because usually they put a lot of parameters on you and things like that, not sustainable. And so it's more going back to of taking responsibility with your nutrition and eating the proper portions on a regular basis. And the only way you can do that is to track your food on a regular basis and know where your portions are and being consistent with those portions seven days out of the week. And if you're not, then only you can take responsibility of that and you can't yeah. plan the program for that. Yeah. Right. And so I don't know how much more I want to add to that particular subject, but I mean, that's the main concept I, here I feel is like that. That's pretty solid. I mean, like, it, at the end of the day, it comes down to you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we can try and we can show you what to do, kind of like you were saying earlier. Like, the coaches are kind of, I think about it like bowling. Like, we are kind of like the bumper, right? We mm-hmm. are the bumpers, right? Analogy. We're making sure you don't go in the gutter, okay? But it's your job to keep that ball moving, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so we can help and we can show you everything. We can help you do all the tools and give you all that fun stuff. But at the end of the day, it's coming down to what you do and what you do inside the gym and outside the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how I see it. Um, and then another thing, I, I don't know if people, do you think people actually like come up to you and ask you the questions? Like, are they scared to come up to you? Do you feel like what that? What do you mean by that? So like people actually needing help, but actually don't coming to you to get help. Like when stuff well, starts going south. Well, I think it's kind of what those is you ask the question hoping for a certain answer. Mm-hmm. And when you don't get the answer that you want, then you go to somebody else and yeah. find the answer like, that you like, want. Like, oh, mom, mom didn't give me the right answer, so I'm going to go to dad now. Exactly. Yeah. So you keep asking the question over That's and over. That's a good way to look at it. To a different, to, until you finally stumble up. Get to someone the, to actually it, say the right answer. Exactly. Because <laughs> you know the answer that you want, and you're going to keep asking the person until they finally get to the answer that you do want. Uh, and, and, that's a, and that's a tough deal, right? Like, a, it's, it's not an easy thing to say, okay, I'm the problem. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear that, right? Like, you know... Everybody to agree. Coach to say, too, yeah. I mean, er, I mean, no doubt. Like, like a coach doesn't I can want say, to tell you the truth. Like, it's it's not like we want to tell you the bad news, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I want when people say like I can't lose weight. That's just not the case. Yeah. Just I'm, I'm straight up. Straight up, this is not the case. Like, you're not somebody who falls in that point one percent of the population who has an issue with themselves to where they they probably can't lose weight, mm-hmm. right? You're. And, and maybe sometimes, like, and there, are, there is a piece of me that's is, is maybe people don't know what they don't know. And you, if you don't know how consistently that you have to be, right? Because some people could have the mindset of, well, you know, if I'm doing three days out of the week or four days out of the week, and that's these other couple of days are bad, like, they're really focusing on those couple of days. And they feel like those three or four days is what make them sure. And they honestly feel in their heart like those three or four days are, they're going to see dramatic results, results yeah. and the other three days don't matter, right? Or if I eat well all day, but then I go home 
and I have four or five brownies, that's not a big deal, right? Yeah. I can still see results that I want, right? If I'm only eating three or four brownies, it's not a big deal. I'm eating the rest of the day, right? But I'm still not seeing the results. It's not me. I'm not the problem. It's, you know, something else is, I'm not, like, there's, I physically just can't lose weight. I'm an anomaly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people can, like, everybody else can lose weight, but I can't. Well, you're not taking responsibility of you consuming this four or five brownies every single night. Yeah. I don't think you people realize that under the rug. Yeah, you kind of sweep that and you're like, nobody needs to know about that, yeah. right? Like, and you don't correlate that over to your coach sometimes. And you talk about all the good things that you're doing, right? And you mitigate all the bad things and don't tell anybody about the bad things. And only you know that. Yeah. Like, I can't know that. I can't you read can't your mind that. and like know exactly I can't what be with you 24-7 right? yeah. and know exactly what you're doing, right? All I can say is, this is what you need to do, right? And only at, only at that point in time can you go put that, that information and, and apply it. <clears throat> so that's, like I said, I don't, I don't want to be a, a broken record, but, you know, it, it, that's really the only thing I can really relate to. Really what you got. Yeah, um, for the most part. That's kind of like, I kind of had a, had a conversation with somebody the other day who was like, they didn't really understand, like, they were eating, like, super strict for, like, a good three days. Like, their, mm-hmm. their three days, like, Monday through Wednesday, they were... Hardcore. Hardcore, like, everything was to the T. Um, but then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, they were kind of, like, they kind of forgot about it almost. And they were really, really confused. I'm like, why, why is nothing changing? Um, and so we kind of had to have that conversation of, like, what... How many calories did you eat in those couple days? All right, and when we did the whole all the math on it, it was way, 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 way over. Right, um, like their maintenance number is let's say it was like two thousand. Okay, they were way over two thousand. Yeah. Okay, um, and when we kind of talked about that, they actually like kind of like saw a little light bulb go off in their head, and it was kind of like, oh, like that those days actually do matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, do you think it's like more of like a balancing thing? What do you mean, like balance of life approach? Like, do you see like a lot of people? Because I kind of feel like I see a lot of people end up like they do really good for like those three days, like mm-hmm. I said. But then like the other four, it's kind of like, eh, like they kind of fall off the wagon. And if they were to kind of maybe balance that out over like a four to five day period, that would probably help them out. Well, here's the deal: is it doesn't happen overnight, right? It's really tough for somebody to <coughs> go from. Let's say you don't do any type of nutrition planning. You don't eat any whole food food options. You just kind of eat as you go. You eat a lot of takeout, a lot of processed foods. It's going to be really hard for you to transition from that to eating whole food options, you know, six six days out of the week, five days out of the week. It's going to really be a tough transition, but that happens a lot of times. People want to go from a 180 nutrition overnight. And the, the process to get to where you're eating consistently whole food options 80 to 90% of the time takes a while to get to. Mm-hmm. It's a process. It's a process to get to. And inside that process, people can get super frustrated because it is tough to transition to that point. And as you transition, you're not maybe seeing the goals as quickly as you would like. Mm-hmm. So in the process of the transition you give up because you're not you're you're putting the work in and you're getting super frustrated because you're not seeing that translate over to the scale and in doing so you quit and it's like you you kind of have to kind of keep putting your head down and not get so focused on the scale and more of the process of working your way to be more consistent with your nutrition so let's say you, you, you go three days out of your week really well and four days a week are really bad to kind of use that example 
is okay now if we can just focus on going Monday through Thursday right mm-hmm. like taking that extra step one one extra step you do that for a few weeks maybe you still don't see quite the transition you might see a few extra pounds not get shut off great and then you transition to five, five days a week you know six days a week things like that and it's a, it's a slow gradual progression now some people can jump now some people can flip they the can switch. flip the switch very quickly and go all in and go into it and some people can pull that off I've seen it work both ways. And like the same, same thing happened with my mom, for instance. My mom was, like for instance, Sundays, or Saturday or Sunday, maybe it was Saturday, would be just kind of like a day of whatever she wanted. Mm-hmm. So like not tracking. Not tracking. And so she decided, I need to kind of see how much, how many calories I'm, I'm consuming on this one individual day mm-hmm. that I'm not technically tracking. That's a scary time. And... She, like, for instance, she said, without me tracking, on the visual reference, I felt like I wasn't doing that bad. We went to a restaurant for lunch, ate, okay, not completely bad. Then, you know, we went out, got another, another, like, another takeout thing. That one, I had a little bit more of a bad meal and had, like, some dessert with, like, some M&Ms or something Mm -hmm. like that. And she ended up consuming... Even though she didn't necessarily eat a whole bunch in the way of volume. She didn't try to technically. She didn't try to like overdo it. Yeah. She's like, hey, I'm gonna eat like an only wood and tracked it. It was like over three thousand calories that day. Mm-hmm. In her other days of the week are like eighteen hundred, right? And then she does a little bit as well on Sunday, where maybe she's more like twenty four hundred calories. Maybe she reigns in a little bit more, yeah. she's a little more restrictive, but still eats still a little bit more normal. Yeah. Then her average calories are back at maintenance calories. And all of a sudden she feels like I'm now the monopoly and I can't lose weight. I'm tracking all the stuff I should be doing and I'm doing everything I should be doing, but I'm not losing weight. But in all actuality, it's those two days. It's those really two days that are really killing it. And that's really hard to, to hear because some people are like, well, me, that's not sustainable. And, and the thing is, is my goal for most people is to get them into an ideal body fat percentage. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily focus on the scale as much. Some people obviously want to get to a certain weight. And what I tell them is like, if you looked exactly the way you do now, but 15 pounds lighter, would you be happy? Most people say no. It's a body composition they're after. My goal in general is to get somebody into a healthy range. So for females between 18 and 28 is ideal. I usually get the, the general goal is to get them somewhere around 24%, mm-hmm. right in the middle. And then for guys, it's 10 to 20%. 5% fat, right? So right around 15% is a good general body fat percentage. Will you be extremely lean and shredded? No. no. But the goal is just general health for most people with those body fat percentages. And so as long as you fall into that frame, that's the biggest thing I'm looking for. Now, for somebody who is looking to lean out on those lower end sides, what I tell people is you're, you're going to have to act like somebody who's already at those lean levels to get to those lean levels. How much more are you willing to kind of give? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. that, and there's nothing that... It's not that it's a right or wrong case. It is wrong to be in an OB state. Like that's for general health reasons. You should not be there. Mm-hmm. And so my goal is obviously to work into those body fat centers that are in a healthy range. But once you get into a healthy range, there's, it's not that it's wrong to be at 26% body fat or 16% body fat. It's that somebody has to sacrifice a lot more to be at 16 than they do at 26. Yeah. And then if you're at 26% body fat and then you're complaining that you're not at 16, 
but yet you have to act like you're it. you're still yeah you're still going <clears throat> out on a regular basis multiple times during the week you're eating out multiple times throughout throughout your week as well and you're complaining that you're not 16 percent body fat well you're not making the sacrifices like somebody who is 16 yeah. percent body fat right and it's something that you have to understand that if, do I want to do the work to get there or I, or I don't? It's not that it's a, a right or wrong thing, but you have to make the choice and then you can't complain about the result, the work that you're not putting in to yeah. get to those particular results. That's a good way to put it. You know, and so, <clears throat> like I said, our job at two degrees is to lay the work out. You know, that's all I always tell people when it comes to nutrition is, you know, my job is to tell you how to get there, but ultimately you have to make the decision to take that path to do or not. Yeah. I can't. I can't make you make that choice. And so, I don't know, is there anything else you think we need to add to that? So anything I think else? we hit it. I think we're pretty solid right now. We're about now. 30 minutes in now at this point in time. I like so. it. I like where we're at. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I didn't talk in circles too much there. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like I can kind of repeat myself multiple I think you did pretty well. I think you did pretty well. Uh, so, but other than that, though, hopefully that helped you guys out. Um, if you got any questions when it comes to, like, nutrition in general, because obviously that's the main thing we kind of hammered on, on was the nutrition aspect of it. Uh, also, we do one-on-one coaching. We do the nutrition templates now as well. And if you have any questions, always be willing to ask. And, you know, we're more than welcome to talk to you guys about it. But, you know, I want you to understand the fact that the, that nutrition is not just a couple of days out of the week. It's not like you guys can come here and back squat twice a week. You can see a lot of progression in your back squat. Nutrition doesn't work the same way. It involves a lot more diligent work and a lot more tedious work. And that's why people don't really have the, the body of dreams. don't do it that much. That's, that's, right? that's why it's way hard. It's way easier to come to the gym than it is to, to work about yeah. work on your nutrition. And so, but if you got, but that's the number one key factor into seeing the results that you want. Ultimately, that's, it's my opinion, it's like more like 60 to 70% of the pie mm-hmm. and the other 30 to 40% is the training. It's actually all. showing up. Yeah, because you can take your nutrition off the training and you don't have the body compositions you want, but you can come in and work out three, four hours a day. And if your nutrition's shit, then that's you're going to really have a hard time. All that training that you're doing to a degree is for nothing because of the fact you're not taking care of your nutrition protocols in the back end. And that's why I always keep coming back to nutrition, 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 because that's the that's biggest like the thing that you guys can see the biggest results from. But there's one thing that you can see your, your biggest bang for your buck is taking care of your nutrition protocols. I can't mm-hmm. just keep stressing that over and over and over. I know it sounds like a broken record, but it's, it's so important. It's really what matters. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's ultimately what matters. For overall general health, that's what matters. Like, it's taking care of nutrition. If you're not doing that, then you know, to a degree, all this is for nothing. You can only keep doing exercising for so long, and then eventually your, your nutrition protocols are going to catch up with you. Mm-hmm. So, that's good. All right. So, hopefully, you guys enjoyed this, uh, and then we'll see you guys for episode 11 next, next week. Peace, love, Papa.